you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer with big design small budget here's your host betsy helmuth hi everyone welcome as you know from listening to my previous episodes and the fact that i've been designing for nine years in new york city there is nothing off limits i have seen it all i have dealt with it all there is no judgment So you can ask me anything. And that's what today's episode is all about. I'm Betsy Helmuth, and today is Ask Everything Part 1. Anything you want to know, I've got answers to. Large, small. Like Lucy from Peanuts, the doctor is in. I won't even charge you five cents. You're welcome. So let's dive in. Let's hear your problems. Hi, this is Sophie from upstate New York. I have a large bedroom and I'm wondering what to do with the extra space. Sophie, I wish I had problems like you. Too big a bedroom? That's amazing. So I have some thoughts. First, let me tell you what not to do. The first thing not to do is put in a chair. The reason you don't want to put in a chair in a big bedroom is because Everybody always thinks they're going to read there. Everybody thinks it's going to be their decadent reading spot. But do you know what it really becomes? It becomes your hamper. It's where your clothes from yesterday go, your clothes for tomorrow go, but it is not where you sit to read War and Peace. And I'm just looking into the future. I'm seeing that. And do you know why? Because there's a reason. The reason is because if you're going to have a reading chair in your bedroom, it has to be more decadent, more comfortable than your bed, which means you not only need a chair, you need an ottoman because you want to put your feet up if it's going to be more comfortable than your bed. And then you need a light source, like some kind of floor lamp. And then you need a side table, just like your nightstand is, so that you can have a book or a drink. God knows I need a cocktail. So there you go. So when you have all that stuff, it takes up a lot of room. And generally, people don't pimp out their chair. They just get a chair in the hopes that they'll read there. And you won't, unless you have all the other stuff. So go the distance or don't get a chair at all, because it's a hamper. Now, what can you do? So many things, so many things. 
Um, if I had a big bedroom, I would have a vanity table. So of course you'd want to put it next to natural light. So hopefully you have a nice big window there. So that way it's a better place to do makeup than your bathroom. Because again, if it's not better than doing your makeup in your bathroom, you're still going to do your makeup in your bathroom, just like the bed. If it's not more comfy, you're still going to sit in the bed, right? So there's that one. And then another one is a true sitting area. So let's just say, Sophie, let's say your room is huge which I hope it is, because that sounds amazing. Okay, so if it's huge, you can separate the two zones with a rug. So the bed always has a rug, always, that's perpendicular to the bed, making a T-shape with the bed, so that when you walk around, it's like a U-shape pity pat for your feet to be comfy when you step out of bed. That's one rug, but if your space is large enough, you would get a second rug for that seating area to visually delineate the spaces into like two-thirds for the bed area, one-third for your seating area. I highly recommend getting a TV over there. Bad feng shui, good for marriages because we don't watch the same shows and I need a comfy place to watch my reality TV. So that's what I would recommend, a sitting area and then you could have a small settee or love seat with some kind of ottoman to put your feet up and uh, maybe it has a tray on top so you can have your cocktail. And then if it is that big, you do have room for a separate spot of illumination because you'll really want to illuminate it to make it feel cozy. Uh, task lamps or lamps in general create cozy pools of light that also delineate a setting for you. So this is the seating area because the light source is separate from the bed area which has the nightstand lamps. That's another option. The other option is a dressing area with like a big leaner mirror or a cheval mirror which has its own stand and then you could have a valet stand which is like one of those wooden things where you can keep stuff from your pockets and hang your shirt for the next day so I love that idea and of course I would separate it visually with a rug um what can't you do Sophie oh I think that's good I mean besides sex dungeon I think I've covered everything uh and I'm open to that too I'm open to that too so there we are I hope that solved your dilemma and good for you extra space good for you let's go to our next caller Hi, I was wondering if you could suggest some themes for a boy's nursery that would help me develop a color palette for a kind of calm vibe. Jolene, that's a great question. As someone who has two children who recently were in nurseries, uh, I still like to think of them in nurseries at two and four, I have some expertise. So first, let's start the same way I started with Sophie by talking about what not to do because I see so many nurseries and there are things that are sold out. Sold out number one, going Portlandia style. Do not put a bird on it. No birds, no owls, I don't care, they're everywhere. It's just too easy, it's overdone. So even boys get birds and I think it's boring. The other thing you should never do, monkeys. What is people's obsession with monkeys for small kids? So these little plush monkeys within the sage green and the light brown, it's really just played out and, again, boring. So stay away from the monkeys just because it's so babies are us. It's so predictable. Let's do something more unique. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. 
Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and The Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com classes to get your bundle or your online class today. The other thing I don't love, and this is just from a practical standpoint, is the gray and white baby room. Let me just tell it like it is that's what I do. You don't want a gray or white baby room because babies have a lot of stains. Like there's going to be projectile vomiting, Jolene. There's going to be spilled formula. There's going to be drool. There's going to be eventually juice boxes. I'm just looking into the future. So you don't want to have gray and white because it just gets dirty so quickly. The other thing is I think it's a little bit of a downer. Like it's just so sad. You have a baby, gray and white. So, I mean, it meets your soothing criteria, but I don't think it meets uh, design criteria, even though that's all the rage right now, is gray and white. The other reason I don't like gray and white is because when people give you toys, and inevitably they're going to inundate you with toys and adorable outfits, none of those items are going to be gray or white. They're all going to be navy blue, primary red, uh, lemon drop yellow, green. And so you're going to be assaulted. How do you like that? <laughs> Design assaults with color. But you're going to be assaulted or inundated with all these colors in your gray and white room and you're either going to have to hide all the toys and items that you get or find a way to integrate those colors into the design, which is what I'm going to tell you now. So let's talk about what to do because I had some thoughts I wrote down here. Oh my goodness. So I was just thinking, what would I do now that feels a little bit unique? So I love the idea of Paris for a girl's room, but again, it's totally sold out. So let's think outside the France and let's think about your little boy's room and maybe you guys are into England. Maybe we could do a little baby London. Maybe his name's going to be London, which would be so cute. And then you could have like a Union Jack and pale blue walls. And you know, they make all those Union Jacks that are now in like gray and white or paler, more soothing colors. And you could be like, be calm and baby on or whatever. Wouldn't that be fun? I bet they sell that, check Etsy. So I think you could do something like a city that's maybe a city that's not as done, like Rome or any other city that's special to you and your husband. I could even see doing like Chicago baby, Chicago baby. So anything that feels a little bit exotic to where you are, but that's also special to you guys. The other thing I was thinking about is um, space baby. So we can do this conservatively and in a sophisticated way. But I was thinking planets and stars, because that's awesome. And that can be subdued or it can be strong. And the other thing that's really popular right now are rockets. And they have like cool rockets, not just like NASA rockets, but on Etsy or other places where people are making sort of hand-done stuff like Society6, you can find really cool baby rockets. 
and pastels or different shapes that feel less technical. The other thing I was thinking about is you do not want to redo your nursery in three years. You don't. So what you want to do is you want to think ahead. Now, I hate to be gender normative. Is that what they call it? I don't even know. I hate to be gender normative, but your kid is probably going to like cars and trains. Even my girl kid likes cars and trains because she has a brother and, you know, what can you do? So cars and trains are perhaps in your future, but I don't like the way that people normally do it with just the red and blue and the sports car and whatever. I think you could go a little industrial chic. Like maybe you could think back to old train engines and do something with like gray and yellow in terms of finding things like stop signs or what are that cross signal thing? You know, I don't actually watch a lot of Thomas. I zone out while my son watches episode after episode. So um, that's something to think about, like kind of going vintage, industrial. You can still work with the gray, but fold in one or two colors. Yellow and blue are coming to mind for train, but I'm open. And same with the cars, kind of going old school car. Um, that way you just get a little bit more longevity, a little bit of Model T mixed in with, you know, I don't even know old cars either. Wow. I will soon. I'm sure my son is four. He's super into these things and it's only growing his obsession. So I think if you think in terms of the future, you'll find solutions that will give you a longer lasting design. And let's see, anything else? Oh yes, I love this one that I had. Oh my goodness, I couldn't stop myself from brainstorming when I came up with this one. You know, your baby's really small, right? So they don't really have any ideas at this point and that's gonna change soon. So while they don't have any ideas, why don't you reach back into your childhood and find things that were really fun for you? So for instance, something that I love from my childhood were those Little Miss books, like Little Miss Grumpy and Mr. Happy. Do you remember those? With like the little shape people and they were this big, the books? by George R.R. R. Martin. Anyway, anyway, so you could take those and just stick with one color palette. Like they have all yellow, anim, you know, they're not animals, they're blobs or whatever. They have all yellow blobs or all green blobs and you could kind of make it a monochromatic scheme mixing in gray, but have those pops of the one or two colors you're interested in and it will bring you back to your childhood. I even like those little golden books. Like what if you went on eBay? found little golden books that only had the color palette you're interested in and then like framed them, just the whole chunky book. You framed it in like one of those shadow box frames. Awesome, awesome. And then it's interesting for you. It's a conversation piece for your friends and you have this emotional connection to your baby that feels, I don't know, generational, deeper than say a monkey on a pale green background, right? Right. So those were my ideas. I hope that helps, and Jolene, I want to see pictures of this adorable nursery and, of course, the baby. Send those pictures. So thanks so much for your question. Design. T-M-I. So this is the delightful part of the show where I overshare, and Jolene's question has me really inspired and has me thinking about my own kids' rooms who are two and four. So I didn't want to do something predictable either. You will not find any birds in my children's rooms. I wanted to do something unique and I wanted to do something different than what we currently have in our apartment. So that way each of their rooms feel unique because right now they share a unisex fabulous room. So I asked myself, what could I do for my daughter? I love Paris, but it's sold out. And does she love Paris? No, uh, she loves trains and we're not going there because I want to do something cute. 
I just do. So um, I am going to impose on her something that feels very unique. Ever since she's been little, we've called her baby babushka. And a babushka is like a little Russian headscarf. And it's because we used to put blankets around her face and she felt so soothed. Like she only felt soothed when she had blankies on her face. So I'd tie her up in babushkas. And we made a song and we rock her and she still calls herself baby babushka. So I found this amazing wallpaper that has little Russian dolls that have babushkas on. So it's just a little inside joke with us, something very special. So if your kid has a nickname that's a little offbeat, you could find something that relates to that nickname. Like who would guess that I'd have Russian dolls on my daughter's wall? I mean, we're not Russian and we don't even own Russian dolls, but uh, it really is going to be cute and sentimental to us. And she's gonna hate it in three years, right? So it's removable wallpaper. And behind, I'll paint it the same color that I'm painting all the other walls, which is a light purple. That way, if she's not so girly, she doesn't have to do pink. But I also wanted to keep it a little feminine because you know, I'm just using it as an outlet for my own creativity. I'm imposing. But I think that that's the way to go, is doing something that feels really unique, using her special nickname or something that's very special to her, and then making it somewhat removable so there's not a commitment later when she hates it. So let's talk about my son's room because my son is currently obsessed, as we mentioned before, with Thomas the Train. And I'm not a huge brand ambassador. You know, I don't really want Thomas everything all over, but I don't have a say because grandparents' secrets out. They know about Thomas and that's all they give him all the time. Thanks, grandparents. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give him a Thomas the Train bedroom because that's what he has anyway. Don't fight the feeling. But I am going to paint the walls blue because that will just go for years and years no matter what. And I know gender normative, but I'm just going to do it. Uh, and then this is the only place I allow decals is in a kid's room. But I'm going to use decals. And we're going to have a nice Thomas the Tank engine decal. Now, I don't like lots of little decals. I like big, substantial, visual element decals. So I'm doing a big Thomas the Train. And then all around the perimeter, even though I say in my book, don't do borders. I'm going to break my own rules and I'm going to do a border of little train tracks. It's a decal, so it'll peel right off when I realize that I'm not taking my own advice and have created gaudy design or when he starts to like something else that's not Thomas the Train. Hopefully that day comes very soon. So thank you so much for listening to my design TMI. Hopefully these tips have been helpful and send in your potpourri because I love answering random questions. It's what I do. It's what I do. So thank you so much for listening. If you do have a random question, feel free to write in at Betsy at AffordableInteriorDesign.com. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next week. for it and we have answered the call. For years you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. 
Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out. Follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.